This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. Dot com slash yanks. Today is February 27th. Spring training is in full bloom and the Yankees are looking like the best to ever do it. So let's talk Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talkin' Yanks. My name is Jimmy. I'm joined by Jake, producer BBD in the corner. And spring training is a drug and I am high on the Yankees. If you're not a Yankees fan and you're tuning into this, I'm sure your team is awesome vibes and looking good. And you are also ecstatic and thrilled with the potential outcome of the upcoming season. Unfortunately, your team stinks compared to the Yankees. Jake, how are you? The gauntlet has been laid. Make sure you go see your stinky team at SeatGeek or go see the future world champion Yankees at SeatGeek. Download the app, 70,000 events every single day. So when you download it, use code YANKS and you'll save $20 off your first purchase. And you're like, okay, I just saved $20. I got to see the future world champions. This is the best day of my life. And it was all because of SeatGeek. So make sure you download the app. Uh, Jim, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Our Yankees, uh, I was a little bummed coming off their last game, uh, their first game uh, where they didn't score double digits. They scored nine at home. I only count the home games in spring training, like every knowing baseball fan. Mariano didn't go on the road. Can't. No need. Only unanimous Hall of Famer outside of Jeter. It's a talking Yanks episode today, people. Um, so yeah, we we got some spring training goss, but uh, I don't know. As a, after I saw the pictures from the team ping pong tournament, I yeah, I went to DraftKings mm. and I bet all the money in my bank account on the Yankees to win the World Series. I followed suit. Because did you see those pictures? They were good. Andy Pettit yucking it up with the fellas. CC was there. Who won? Do they, sometimes they tell Luis you who Torrens. won. Luis Torrens. Luis oh, Torrens, who Joe's McFly of. loves this spring training. Uh, I'm more of a uh, Lombard guy. How often do you see the guy who was in your farm system come back half a decade later, win the ping pong tournament, and come play 13 games at backup catcher? Come on. He can't write this. Kratzy maybe did that. Kratzy. I don't know if he's got that ping pong dog in him. He did leave and come back, though. He did leave and come back he did and, leave and play and catcher. Come back. And he played so catcher was, about 13 games. Cried with Davey. Remember all that? Yeah, my oh, son. Wow. My son. Uh, yeah, no, vibes are pretty good, and I'm excited about 
the good vibes. And it is making me realize, like, last year the vibes weren't good. We were begging for them to ditch three of their players all of spring. Besides uh, Volpe, everything else was just like, eh, not what it is now. So that's great. Soto made a, a play in, in right field that scared everyone. Then he hit a ball to the wall, which excited everyone. Um, there are some actual updates, some interesting things Boone has said, some articles that have been written that are just kind of like some stuff to chew on, but there's not much going on with Yankeesville. Yeah. The Yankees don't have like a, the story of spring training other than just like, hey, every pitcher stay healthy, please, which is every team. Oh, I like that. It's just you were awful last year. How are you going to redeem yourself? Yeah. That's the, that's the main story. Because La- last year it was like, all right, well, Volpe or Peraz is going to be the shortstop. That was a... a ostensibly an open competition and and fun and young kids. And then it was, Hey, are, are you signing one more outfielder? And they never did. And then that was kind of all spring training was. Cause even like Rodon hurt in his first inning that he pitched in spring last year. And he's a talking point today. <sighs> Rodon looked good. Where do you want to start on official updates? I know we have some bullet points to cover. Um, now that the vibe's been laid out there. Yeah, I think the only thing, because I'm interested in which one of these has your goat the most, but I I was daydreaming um, in the shower today about interviewing Stanton. Okay. Um, You're going through some potential questions? Yeah, just, you know, we're we're going down to spring training, and we, we did meet Stanton once. Huge guy. Um, and I don't know, I was kind of wondering how I would phrase questions. I did run into one good joke okay. when talking to him. Because I'd, I'd be building it up. I'd do the classic Jake, like, say a lot of words to kind of distract him to try to get to the question I want. Yeah. That uh, would be like, you know, coming off 2022, you you had a you were having a great season, and then you got hurt. So you go into that offseason and try to get healthy. Last season, you're you're more or less healthy-ish, and you really struggle. Like, um, you know, you're a guy that's Hall of Fame potential. You're a decent-looking guy. I'm more of a Tyler Wade kind of good-looking guy. That would be my joke in there because he'd okay. look at me and he'd be like, why is Tyler Wade he'd, talking he'd to me like this? He'd think about it. He'd be like, what? He'd like, get to the point. Yeah, like he'd cock back for a second. I think he'd say And then like, he'd be like, you're not worth my time. Yeah. Um, but I, I gen- genuinely want to know what was his mindset this offseason. I get that there's like the mad. slim down. He's mad. But like this is a borderline Hall of Fame baseball player that looks at his now last two years of stats and he was on the interstate and like he's looked at as this guy that's I, I don't know I guess the other thing that had me spinning was you know he everyone's talking about like whoa he lost so much weight Stanton looks great yeah in previous years he still looked great yeah we the, just didn't know the first picture that really made me think about it was the one of his face yeah the skinny neck face. yeah he got more Ian Hamilton to his face a little more tense. I can do it. Look, you just got to careful with that. No, I'm there. Honestly, that, like, you could do that. You could take a picture of me and I do this. And then you'd be like, whoa. And then next day I do this and the angle's flat on so you can't tell I'm doing it. Do some stand before and after pics. Should we do that? I could mock a stand in before and after. You got cameras here. Yeah. Okay. No, there's tons of cameras here. Which one of these stories has your goat? Um... The Peraza one is the most interesting. I don't know if it's on the okay. actual bullet points there, but the fact that Peraza um, may not break camp with the team, or like when you think about it, like probably won't uh, unless there's an injury. Right. 
was interesting to me because we did a lot of time talking about the bench and who and you've wanted a bench guy and we've been talking about well you got a lot of guys there and uh, Boone came out and didn't say like he's got a spot he was like Volpe's a shortstop and then he listed every name that could also break camp on the bench and I think it was a Kirshner article talking about it and Peraza's young and if they want to trade him. Or see if like people will come asking for him because they love Volpe. Then he needs to be in AAA, like getting reps in right. and like playing. And it'd be unwise to just stash him on the bench, especially if they like uh, Oswaldo Cabrera and he's going to be the backup infielder because that's what he was in AAA before he got called up in 2022. And Grisham's the backup outfielder, a little more traditional there. Backup infielder, backup outfielder, catcher. Then the fourth bench would be a bat or speed guy, which um, you've been asking for a bat. Now, I don't think we have those options in in house yet, but Boone did say a ton of names. Yeah, I, for me, um, the offseason is still happening. Like, Brandon Crawford just signed with the St. Louis Cardinals. And, like, I don't know, think about that. Like, Brandon Crawford, a guy who's Garrett Cole's brother-in-law. Yes, uh, his one World Series is a couple years removed from being like a top five MVP player. Um, I don't know. I Yes, I've been craving uh, a bit of a veteran presence off the bench and a threat. And like, again, that's part of the reason I like Trent Grisham. Like, I, I know he's still young, but Trent Grisham has played 150 MLB games the past two years. Like as a backup outfielder, you know you're going to get defense and he might run into balls, whether that's first lefties or uh, maybe versus righties, although he, he doesn't have a big track record of that. Uh, and he has a little bit of speed. And we need him to get Judge and Soto like off their feet when we can. So that checks every box mm-hmm. of you could want from a bench player. Um, Peraza and Oswaldo get a little a little more interesting. Oswaldo we'll get to in a minute because uh, they're messing with his lefty-righty stuff. But the dude can play every position. He's a guy you'd want in your clubhouse even even if he wasn't a baseball player. He's one of the, like, just presence-wise as a young man, impressive. Um, that The question for me, um, do they trust Oswaldo to be the backup shortstop? And I think in small bits, they've already proven that they do. So if you're willing to do that, and Peraza's not playing, I guess for me the problem becomes Peraza was my speed and defense guy off the bench. Like we talked about potentially replacing DJ late in games. uh, And he's like an actual speed guy. Oswaldo moves like a young man, which is Mm, nice. It's true. But Peraza's like a speed player. Like his minor league stolen base numbers and the way he runs. Uh, And the Yankees don't have a lot of speed in their everyday lineup that, um, I don't know, when you're talking about bench, like you said, it's usually infield, outfield, and then it's like a speed or a power bat that, uh, I don't know. It would make sense if either of the Oswalds start the season in AAA, right? Because you're like, okay, they need reps, and they would get the most reps there, but... As a true bench guy, Oswaldo checks a couple more boxes just because he can do anything. Yeah. I think uh, the way that they flip my brain is to just, we might have a Pete Cosma situation where the fourth person on the bench that breaks camp is like 
someone that is not going to be with the team after three weeks. They're there for April, and as soon as there's an injury or a reason or the season just gets going, Peraza's back up. Right. He's, like, it's not someone there for the long term. Like, uh, Booney mentioned Kevin Smith. Is that just a placeholder so Peraza can stay that trip at uh, AAA and get reps and Kevin Smith just doesn't play at all? Because he can't hit in the major league level yet. If they need to DFA someone a week in, they, like, don't. They don't care. Sometimes, probably, sometimes right, you don't break care. camp with a guy that is expendable just so when you make a move or someone else comes, you have a expendable DFA. Right. And that's where my brain went, oh, yeah, I forgot about that strategy. Let's not be surprised if Kevin Smith or uh, who else did he name? Jeter Downs or uh, Jorbit Vivas or Josh Van Meter. Mm. Vivas kind of a real prospect, but the others, yeah. yes. Yeah, so I don't know. And, and very well, Peraza could just break camp with the team or there could be an injury now. But, oh, yeah, I forgot that's a strategy to kind of break camp with a dude you know is not going to last. It could also be a negotiating tactic through the media. Like if they are talking to any veterans that, you know, if you're looking for a spot on this team. And, I, you know, the, the most recent example of like, wow, that was fun veteran bench piece was kind of Matt Carpenter, right? Mm-hmm. And he came over after April. Yes. So that could be... You could fill it with young bodies. You could fill it with That's old bodies. There you might could, be guys you know. available that they just have a placeholder. Also, uh, in the athletic article where they talked about this, it was uh, Chris Kirshner, and he asked Boone uh, if, I think the way he's saying he phrased it was, um, Boone responded when asked directly if he considered Peraza his primary backup infielder. And reading through Boone's answer, he says, well, I think you could throw a lot of guys in that bucket. Certainly Oswald, a lot of confidence in his ability to play all three of those at a high level. Also Cabrera, Kevin Smith. I don't want to leave anyone out. And that's the true answer there. Is it, well, we got a lot of veterans that we told could be fighting for a position in camp. And if I answer you right. honestly here and I say, no, it's Peraza's spot, all those guys are going to be pretty upset with me. A uh, guy we know named Trevor Plouffe mm. was brought to a big league camp telling, he, telling him he was uh, playing for a spot when all along he wasn't. And he got pretty perturbed by that. So I think that's why Boone actually answered it that way. Right. But it did put the thought into my, hey, if you want Peraza starting to play and you think you're going to get a bat later on, like an early trade like Edwin or find a Matt Carpenter yeah. and you need an expendable dude, we might break camp with a guy that you're like, what? Or keep, or keep in space for if one of the dudes they have in camp is just having an awesome spring. It's like, all right, well, let's see it for a week. Like maybe it is one of the guys that's here and they're hot at the end of spring. And all right, let's see it. Peraza yeah. can, be, can start down there. I, I know we're, in a way, I, I guess I'm about to start talking about a different thing. If if the Yankees played a game that really mattered tomorrow with the current roster and, you know, some of those spring training names you mentioned, would you want Peraza on the bench as the speed slash like defensive like infield replacement? Like Three-game wild card series? Yeah, like if we were getting into it. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Over any of the other names we know, I would want him. Yes, I would. I think they would, too. If nothing else, he's the best pinch run option on the team. Greg Allen, always lurking. Greg Allen's always around. Always lurking. And he gets in the social media videos sometimes, so what's that mean? What does that mean? Did they just edit some guys out of there? Oh, yeah, for sure. They have to edit bad answers, guys that walk by. I'm trying to think, who have I never... 
I don't think I've seen Ian Hamilton in one of those videos. I don't know if I have either. No. Trying to find odd uh, opening day roster names. Jay Bruce is a fun one. Mm. Well, he was like a real the gift. He was a real boy. Oh yeah, he was part of the team. Started or did he start that game? I don't know, but it's open for it's part of that plan. Looking for one more summer in the sun. Didn't get there. Hit the one homer. Uh, the other uh, topic that I like is Rodon and the cutter. Okay. Um, because he did throw it, and he also said uh, it was season ready. Mm. Uh, which is interesting. So you're always working on new pitches. Sure. A lot of times, they get scrapped. You know, I, there's a good book out there about pitching called, like, The History of Baseball in Nine Pitches or something like that. It's a green cover. I read it. I liked it. And I thought the change-up article was interesting because there was a lot of big league pitchers getting interviewed. Basically, like, takes you sometimes two years to develop a change-up. If, you, if, if it's not natural to you, but you want one, right. it can take you a long time before you develop it like and throw it in a game. And you just work on it every spring, work on it in bullpen sessions, but not trust it. So it's very normal, and that's why in spring they work on pitches. It's not like they always work on them knowing this is going to be game-ready. Sometimes they're, like, just fiddling around so i'm interested he did throw it in his very first game uh how many times did he throw the cutter three times called strike called strike hit by pitch this was a guy that or no that's a curveball sorry cutter he threw one two three five times foul ball ball foul hit into play a homer Ooh, yeah alejandro kirk got him first pitch cut it's got to look just like a bad fastball if you're not familiar with it. And that's my Their concern a little weird. bit. Like, I, I realize it's spring training and we're we're deep diving into to anything we can get, but he's Rodon's fastball slider. Yes. The pitch between that is a cutter. Yeah. You would think he needs a changeup. Those are very hard, but yeah. Changeup or, or curve, which we've seen him throw. Or a two-seam, like something that goes the other way. Something that either goes the other way or is like a bigger velo shift. So so that's where, you know, Carlos Rodon's uh, best seasons are 22 and 21, right? And in 2021, he was 58% fastball, which again, like that's a, that's a lot. But... He kind of has a FU, top-of-the-zone, power-lefty fastball that not a lot of guys have. His slider was 27% that year. So, fastball slider. The changeup was 12% in 2021. Like, and that's kind of the sweet spot. That's just enough that hitters know it's there. If you see them leaning on the other two pitches, you can go to it. That, for me, that seems like the next iteration. Um... Can you tell me what the curveball was last year? Last year? Did he throw a curveball at all? He threw 6%. Well, I'm looking at the three he threw in game one here. And the first two were get me over curveballs, OO count. And they both worked really well. Like, they're loopy, so I don't know if you use it anywhere else just to change them up. Okay, the third one was also a get me over. Two outs, two on. So that's how he's working on that, and he hit the guy in the foot. Yeah, Cutter doesn't seem like the right pitch mix there. It's right in between the two pitches. Yeah. Yeah, the Cutter sat around 90 and 90.5 miles per hour. His fastball sat 
I'm just looking and averaging in my brain around 93, 94. And the slider's 84. So it's kind of like right in the middle. If you want to go like 85, 90, 95 on the three, I guess not. If that, actually like if that cutter, the separation of the other two. If that cutter like errors either way, it's just a bad version of the other pitch. You know how the curveball was like 77 uh, miles per hour. The slow one. Yeah. It's a roller. Um, I think the three curveballs were all between 76 and 80. Yeah, 76, yeah. 78, 80. So, okay, I'm happy he's happy, but For, I have my doubts. Like like you said, uh, in my head, the changeup is the solution, um, especially against righties a third time. I mean, Carlos Rodon against lefties, I think fastball slider and could get you through. Uh, and, I mean, that got him through a lot of righties, too. But I, I do think having having that one change of pace and whether even the curveball, like I'm more interested in that than the cutter because even if you can flip it up there for first pitch strikes or just bounce one just to change the speed and kind of the, the tone of the at-bat, um, I don't know, man. It, it's going to be – it'll be fascinating to watch throughout the season because he, he looks a lot better. Uh, body composition-wise, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I harped on 2021, 2022 that got him the, the big contract. He was 61% fastball, 31% slider. Uh, so there's only 8% other pitches, which was curve and changeup. So I I don't know, man. I, I, think, I think Carlos Rodon can be a very good MLB pitcher with his fastball and his slider. Uh, yeah, righties, I think he needs to be healthy. He needs something to get righties off the fastball. And that's what he's searching for. Right. So he's trying to cut her there. But, yeah, I don't know. That changeup, he threw it 49 times to righties. No hits off of it, but I wonder if it was just, like, never there. Right. Never. Huh. Those stats are funny, aren't they? With the, I don't know if I've ever seen that. What's that? I mean, he threw 49 pitches. He <laughs> didn't give up a hit on the changeup. No. Yeah. I hate to be analytics guy here. But I don't know if he, <laughs> how many strikes he got right. either. Not a lot, it looks like. Uh, pitch breakdown. 49. 29 balls. One called strike. Um, eight whiffs. Seven foul balls. Four put in play for an out. A lot all over the place. Changeup had horrific numbers in 2022. So, I don't know. I, and it's like, his, it looks like he didn't know where it was going. <laughs> his curveball had great numbers. It was all over the place. His curveball that got, uh, you know, technically lit up last year in 2022 was good. So, maybe it's... Just having a third bailout pitch, but this guy's gonna be fastball and slider, and I, I just, I just want him healthy. Holy shit! Pumping. I clicked on the one swing and or I clicked on one of the swing and misses on a random one. It was a nice pitch. Okay, it was nice. You liked it? Yeah, it was. It was a changeup dead center. Like if a guy makes an adjustment, but he did change get a up. swing and miss. Looks like he threw him against the Astros. Whole idea of a changeup. Oh, blue. Wellsy cost him that strike. That's why Trevi should be out there. Damn. Um, I don't know. I'm right down the middle. I like having 
I like having the third option. Rodon's success is going to be built on how good his fastball and his slider are. And his health. And his and his health. I agree with the health part. Like the the Rodon fastball, that's my that's my white whale. If he can spot it, it's he's pretty he's there. Cuz it, you know, it just felt like there was sometimes that it's <laughs> I don't know. For me, it feels very different. There's times when it felt like he was sitting like 93, 94, and then there's other times when it's 96, 97, and it's like, that's that's significant. And he's up in camp right now. And same. he's up in camp. So wait, on September 17th, who, September. Did, who did he play? What did I just read September 17th somewhere? Your favorite year? Must have been like a day the music died in Yankee land or something. It was Yankee related. Pittsburgh. September 17th was Pittsburgh. So he threw a lot of uh, his change up on that day. He used it more later in the year. September is when he started being like, all right, I'll throw it a little more. And then he threw it a lot. September 17th and then September 24th. Those were his two of his last three starts. Yeah, he threw a lot on the 17th to the Pirates, and they were all balls. Yeah, okay. So he's working on a cutter. I'll track it. I mean, the the cutter, I don't... (laughs) I was going to say, I can't can't speak on. I don't know. I've seen Cole work with the cutter. He had a bad time with it, and then he kind of had a good time with it and kind of found his lane with it. And Clark was kind of the same boat, so... Maybe that can be the pitch for Rodon if that can get get in on righty's hands and just be the middle area that he's looking for. But yeah, I if if you got to do it in a video game, you would distribute your Rodon pitch points to change up. I thought that like they liked the cutter from Clark to lefties, but he's a righty, so that makes sense. Yes. So that makes sense. But he actually he found a lane with it with righties too. He was throwing it kind of high and away, and guys were like, "Yeah, same side cut." All right. Uh, the next update is uh, Oswaldo Cabrera might not be switch hitting that much anymore. They said they're going to pick and choose the lefties he hits uh, righty. If you close your eyes and you think of Oswaldo Cabrera, you think of a lefty swing. If I asked anyone to close their eyes and think of Oswaldo Cabrera and they thought of his righty swing, I would be somewhat shocked. Whenever he batted righty, I was like, oh, I forgot you were a switch hitter. And um, Only caveat, Judge Today, he came back and homered righty. uh, And that that specific homer I kind of remember a lot. Now, if you are, this happens sometimes. If you are better as a lefty than a righty switch hitting, that's nice because there's way more righty pitchers than lefty pitchers, so you're going to get more playing time in the platoon. And also, Cedric Mullins did this with the Orioles where they were like, hey, dude, why don't you just hit lefty? Because some of these lefty pitchers aren't worth your time to switch. We'll just sit you those days. Right. Chris Sale comes to town, eh, just fucking get out of there. You know? Learn from Trent Grisham. Learn from Mike Talkman. Yeah. And then other guys, you know, Rizzo talks about how he likes it against lefties these days because they're all trying like the same pitch design versus him. Or sometimes they erase a pitch and it's only two. Like fastball slider. And if you're good, you can get them. So 
I actually like it. I think it's weird they're going to pick and choose pitchers to do it against because it's just like. But then also, if if, um, if Oswaldo's not bought in, that's tough because if he's like, well, I'm a switch hitter. I don't want to never hit righty again because I'll lose it. So then they're like, okay, we'll choose some batters, pitchers. Like, I, you know, maybe it went down like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm open to the concept. Um, it's funny. His, his career stats, lefty righty are pretty similar. Um, but Deeper some cut numbers are different. Yeah. Some, some of the peripherals, um, you know, walk percentage, chase percentage, controlling the zone. That's what Booney always talked about when it comes to his Waldo, uh, in his good at bats, and that may sound obvious, but um, I don't know. Oswaldo kind of does control the zone. He has like a mini Soto shuffle to him. He does some weird mouth stuff. Like, yeah, I took that. I saw that. Um, that yeah, the scary part for me here is uh, how much are the Yankees trying to play God? Like, how many of the lefty pitchers they see in an upcoming series... I guess what are they truly looking for that they're like, nah, as well, they'll stay over there. Like, for me, and this is where I'm I'm old school, if you've got a pitcher out there who's lefty and they really struggle with righties, like a la Clark, vice versa. But for me, that's that's my green light. Like, that pitcher becomes significantly worse against right-handed hitters. If you can do that, let's take advantage of that. Um from what I know about the Yankees, they're looking at pitch shape and swing plane and things like that. And for me, sure, there's something there, but it's you still got to have at bats and hit the ball. That I I wonder how much they'll be they'll be messing around with. Wait, this is September seventeenth. He took the at bat against Baruki, lefty versus lefty. Oh, and one at bat, and everyone was yeah. like. <laughs> Did it once. Boone after the game was kind of like, we didn't love that. Yeah. I remember he didn't ask him to do yeah. that, right? He was like, we kind of, we we didn't su- fully support that. I didn't funny. think it was a game-ready choice yet. September 17th. There you go. That's plenty of time for his role to evolve, too, but it's like the healthiest version of this team. How many times is Osvaldo going to face like any lefties? Because it feels like a lot of the guys would be in there. One injury away from potentially needing him or just weird thing happens in a game, guy gets a day off. But it's like they're going to have a meeting with him every series about like one reliever he might bat lefty against if he gets to face him. It is interesting. I'm looking at like all his minor league splits for uh, lefty-righty. And he did go back and forth like most years in the minors. In 2017, he was it was better as a left-handed hitter. In 2018, he was better as a left-handed hitter. In 2019, he was better as a left-handed hitter. I thought there was one that just came out where he was better as a... No. So then 2021, better. Yeah, okay. So it was really early. 2017, and he was really young. He was better as a uh, right-handed hitter. But every other year... Okay, yeah. So I just did 2022. Every other year in the minors, he's been better as a left-handed hitter. Like... Significantly. Yeah, and that's why they originally liked him. That's why yeah. he originally got called up. Like, remember we were looking at him, Peraza, and maybe someone else, and he was he was crushing as a left-handed hitter. Yeah, and so. his versatility plays helps a lot. Get him to the infield. He's pretty good. So, 
All right, that's something of note. Also, who would he be? The infield's all righties, right? Besides Rizzo, and he's not going to play first base, but second base, shortstop, yeah. third's all righties. So if he's replacing them or or giving one of them a, a day off, you'd want him to hit lefty. So it also makes sense with his role. You'd like to think, uh, you know, there's got to be some weird thoughts the more we've talked to baseball players um, that as they get older and a little more removed from the game, there's a little bit more of like, <laughs> pardon my French, but like f- fuck some coaches. <laughs> yeah. Like I do, I do wonder like what his mindset is about it. Has he, has have the coaches been screaming at him like you can play anywhere? You're gonna switch hit. You're you're a, a tool that every baseball team can have. Versatility is what we like. Yeah, or you know have have they kind of been leaning this way for a while? And it's okay. Let let's kind of give it a good look. Um. In winter ball this year, he only batted lefty. I don't know how many opportunities he had to go left on left. And it's the same question of who, whose call was that. But yeah, I mean, I'd he have did to, it in winter ball. I'd have to assume that was the Yankee. It's either the Yankees or him. That's Yankees not. That's my. I would guess. That's my. I would guess with all the fiber in my being that the Yankees are not depicting how he plays in winter ball. From everything I've learned about the way they talk in the offseason, I would think that there's zero points. So if we're using if we're going off of that and we go off the September seventeenth example and Oswaldo only hitting in winter leagues, it seems like he wants to hit lefty. <laughs> yeah. He's feeling better from that side. Yeah. And he looks better. So let's just scrap the righty then. Like he's maybe in, in all the like approach, like peripheral metrics, he's a little better lefty. A little less swing and miss. Works a little, few more walks. He strikes out a little less. He's chasing less. It seems like he just sees it better from that side, which is fair. Yeah. Okay. So as Waldo's a lefty, Peraza might not be on the on the team to start the season. I should have like traded him once they decided on Volpe. I don't know if he's got any. I don't know if he's got any trade in him anymore. At this point, and he's still young. Guy, I still like him. I mean, that's a, he can play. You know, we we've done this a lot that we think if Peraza played all of last year, he would have got similar similar accumulation of stats to Volpe. That I I do think Peraza just being able to play shortstop helps at a certain time. level. Yeah, but Cabrera can play short. Right? They don't. I don't. I don't think the Yankees believe in it over 150 games or. No, no, no. But as a bench piece, like right? A plus. Um, but I mean, who was uh, who was the Brendan Ryan? Who was the other shortstop you just mentioned that made the opening day roster? Cosma. Cosma. <laughs> yeah. Like if you can play shortstop at the major league level. Yeah. You have a job. That was uh, one of Girardi's bigger fights. Wanted wanted Glaber really bad 2017. And they were like, no, service time. Yeah, that was Manipulation year. City. Yeah, nah. Jordan you get Cosma. Okay. The, um, yeah. Pete Cosma played a part of eight seasons with a 564 OPS. Traded him in April. Your Texas Rangers. Hit 111 with the Yankees and the Rangers. How about that? Good for him. Oh, Peraza, like the Yankees, 
He has nothing left to learn by batting in AAA. He's been there for parts of the last three seasons. He said he wanted to work on balance a lot. And the Yankees uh, are worried about his value. They better hope he's mashing down there. Well, they already tanked that. And he's not going to get any value on the bench for the Yankees. Like, man, you get pretty you get pretty typecast in baseball. I mean, there's literally a reason IKF still getting contracts. And in that in um another book, Fine Sands Dad, uh, where nobody knows your name, they talk about once you break, like you reach a 40 man, and if you play some games and you're in the system, you can just stay in the system and never be great because it's it's just like you're there. Uh, so like it's and you just get what you are. So like if Peraza stays a bench player for the Yankees for the next two years, like he's just gonna be a bench player. It's hard for guys to get off that. Um, I think Nunez did for a little bit. Some guys will get a chance for one year. And you have yeah, to really I, I think we're I think we're a step ahead, and I think that step ahead comes from just baseball and prospects traditionally not working out. If you're a prospect, you're not supposed to work out. He's 23, um, and he's never gotten any real run at no, the major league. I wish he line. did. You know, that's that's what I was, like. There is still, I think, there's still very much a world where Peraza is next year's second base plan. Oh, I like that. And that could be true. Because it's Glaber's last year of his contract, and if you think they're going to pay Soto or, you know, you, you still want to sign Snell, you want to pay whoever it is, some somewhere on the field you have to be not paying people as much money. And Peraza, I don't know, if he can play defense, steal bases, and hit a little bit. Just hit a little bit. Little and slap bit. the ball around. I like that. So that's – I'm – I, I'm not driving the Peraza bus, but like we, he hasn't done nearly enough to be written off. Oh, I agree. I like him. I wanted him to be in like competition for shortstop this spring. What if he has an awesome spring and, and Volpe doesn't? Don't matter. It doesn't matter at all. They already locked that up. Don't matter. Anything else from camp you're excited about? Um, I've decided I need to learn the difference between the Cody's. Um, oh, I think you don't. <laughs> okay. I think they like them both a lot. Cashman didn't even know his name. Yeah, but that's Matt Blake's world. Okay. Um, he likes Cody Morris a lot because his uh, Guardians days. Well, that's the thing. And when he jogged out, he looked like Kluber, and that made me a little upset. So Cody Morris has the Guardian things going. He's a big boy. He's 6'4". Um, Cody Poteet is a um, coming off Tommy John guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's like had mild success at the MLB level. Yeah. And he's got a big sinker. What role do you think they're going to provide? Just step. Like when the injury train starts rolling, the Cody's are like heavily involved. I think in theory, they're the the Brito Vasquez replacements. Like if you're whatever innings you're missing. From last year's Yankees, like Cody, Codyville. Okay, so, but you're not saying, like, break camp or... or uh, Depends on injuries. Like, that's... Not saying it's, like, this year's Hamilton. It's like, oh, they found a lights out. You think they're ahead of Weaver? Like, Nick Ramirez threw 40 innings last year. Yes. If if that's what you meant, then you can prepare. I'm going to wait until I have to. Like, I didn't didn't need to know Nick Ramirez until I needed to know Nick Ramirez. Jimmy Cord... Well... That was mostly an effective last season, too. 
Um, Jimmy Cordero threw 32 innings last well, year. Well, he was a Yankees. stud. Um, he rehabbed with them the year before, which they did. They just got Poti, but he's coming off a of rehab. I think they've. I think those two are similar baseball stories. Like when you're, I I think when you're plugging the story of the 23 Yankees, at least in the first half, I think one of the Cody's at least is going to be like a significant part of our lives. I like that. Make them both part of our lives. My heart's open. My heart's open. I'm a Luke Weaver stan. So I can't like, they're rivals basically. And they all look the same. <laughs> I was, uh, what was something over, I forget if I was hungry or if I was just frustrated, like on mountain time this weekend. We'll get into that story in a second. Make sure you guys go check out the <laughs> JM Draft Combine. What a lead. <laughs> JM Draft Combine, JM Football. Uh, they do every year. We've done the Combine. Uh, comes out on Jam Football tonight, six, eight, uh, four p.m. The forty-yard oh. dash comes out. There's Ooh. gonna be it's gonna be three videos in this year's combine set. The first one, as you're listening Tuesday, uh, it's out on the Jam Football YouTube channel at four p.m. Forty-yard dash. Next week will be a quarterback skills challenge, and then the third week will be a relay race. Did you participate, Jake? Uh, that was my sick he time. He was dead. Oh yeah, you died. On my death yeah, time, I was uh, there. But a lot of jam, a lot of good jam people come out there, and it's it's good silly content. So go check it out. Um, I kept saying I, I was frustrated. I forget when exactly, but I could just hear myself. Like knowing you hear yourself, and you're like, why? Why do you? Why do you have an edge right now? Oh yeah. So I kept saying like, let. I think I was put on ski boots, and just everyone around me. I just wanted space, and like a little kid comes through. So I kept like saying, Jake, let the hate out of your heart. <laughs> let the hate out of your heart. Jeez. As a joke, Jim. Um, and gotcha. Uh, and Jess, <laughs> Jess was getting me good because she she looked back at me with like fake evil eyes and she goes, channel that hate. Channel that hate. <laughs> um, so, uh, Yankees World Series. Do you, who do you think needs to channel the hate the most? Um, ooh, interesting. Uh, Ian Hamilton can't anymore. Soto was on a debt of a team as well. You know, he wants redemption. Uh, I guess Grisham, if he has any hate left in his heart. Okay. Because, like, think about it. He was teammates with Soto. Soto took a World Series from him. Okay. In that Milwaukee Nats debacle. So, I think for... He hit the ball to him. For Trent Grisham, it's like, hey, you're on the Yanks now, Pop. Yeah. You're going to play a fun little role on this team. Let the hate out of your heart. Oh, no, no, no. Who do you think needs to channel it? Oh, channel the hate? Yeah. Uh, Rodon. Well, we talked about Stanton a little bit. Stanton and Rodon. I think are, Rodon's got the right amount of hate. I don't need him channeling more hate. Oh, I think he's. I think he needs to be angry. He starts channeling more hate. I think Cole has to get involved. Ooh. Hey, I like what you're doing, man, but just turn that down a little bit. I mean, Nestor, did he pitch better when he was still proven? Ooh, that's interesting. Nestor channel hate. You don't like to look at him like that, you know? But when he needed to, you know, he was needed to prove himself. He was, his livelihood was on the line. Yeah. Turned around pretty nicely. Maybe Peraza. I mean, yeah. Peraza, channel sure. that hate. I mean, last year when he didn't make camp, I think he was 
had some hate. Yeah, I think you know what it was. I think last year he tried to play everything cool, like he said the right answers, and he was like, "I'm not yeah. mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I, I'll work on some things, and I can I can get better. I'm a young ball player. This year, like, fuck that. Yeah, just channel the hate. Channel that. Go hate. nuts. I agree. One dot at AAA if you're there. Mmm. That'd be nice. I don't know if it does anything for the Yankees. Oh, my back. A little bit. My back. Uh, all right, so Yanks playing spring training again today, and they'll win again today. Who pitches today? Clark is starting. Nice. And Will Warren and Chase Hampton, I believe, are trailing him. So it's actually a good day to check out the pitching. The most consequential guy in the rotation and the two pitching prospects people want to check out this spring. Yeah, just the pitching, the camera angles... Yeah, have been the, bumming me out. Today's game is in at at the Rays facility. I was about to say in Tampa. The Yankees play in Tampa in the spring, wherever the Rays are, uh, and it's on their broadcast. It's kind of funny. Okay, well, I'll be checking it out. I'll definitely be checking it out. But like the Rodon camera angle for lefties at Yankees spring training, you can't you can't see anything. anything. Pitch looks like a pitch. Yeah. It, so I've the it looked confident and thinner. Have the yeah, I liked his general demeanor, but you couldn't see movement on the ball. The, they were pit, they were filming it from like um, left center. The Rays, let me see their camera. Twenty twenty four spring training, Rays. They got any videos up? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Um, okay. Logan Workman, he threw some pitches. Mm. Gave up a double. That stinks. Oh, there's a there's a Yankees minor league guy on Pitch Ninja that people are getting excited about. I saw that. I'm not into sweepers, so I kind of didn't get excited about when I saw the video. It wasn't somebody that was like on my prospect. Bryce Worker. Yeah. Get ready. Uh, sweepers, a uh, fake pitch. Yeah. Cool gift. I don't mean fake pitch, but I mean. Uh, this is a little tighter. A little tighter. This is a little but tighter. But it's, it's, um, you don't see it the whole way. It starts sweeping halfway. Yeah. I don't trust that pitch until it, you throw it against really good players. I think it's a good, I think it's a, I think it's, I think for a lot of guys, the sweeper is a great quadruple A pitch. And then there's a percentage that have like fucking have it at the big league right. level always. But there's also people that, like, can't graduate it because you give the batter enough time. And it sweeps. And then sweeps right in that barrel. In the, in the video that Pitch Ninja put out there on, on this kid, and he at least threw, he threw it three different horizontal movements, which is interesting to look at at least. But I don't know. I'll check it out again. Pitch Ninja. Right now I'm watching a an MLB short of... MLB's best sweepers. Yeah. It looks like a couple of them. <laughs> That's I like that, Scott. Like, if Griffin Jacks makes the board. Good year last year. Okay, the first pitch doesn't even look like a sweeper. I mean, it just looks like a slider. That's like a bullet slider. That's what I'm saying. I didn't even realize they were sweepers. What are we doing? The next one is kind of sweepy. Next one those is are, sweepy. Okay. Yeah. It's just kind of, those aren't like what all the other sweepers are. 
The first one is just a bullet slider. Right. It's like how Cole throws his slider. There's no rules. And they all have more vertical break. Or sorry. They like they have more um they have a lot of vertical break. The third one goes down. Really down. There's no rules. There's no rules. There's no rules. They had Kyle Gibson on the best sweepers, and it looks like he's throwing like an old school curveball. It's all muddied up. I think the rule is like literally, it's just like the axis it's spinning on, right? That's like all the. I think there's a break is. percentage and yeah, all that stuff. But visually, yeah. it's hard to tell just by looking. The second two in that video that Pitching Ninja tweeted. If you guys want to go watch at home and look what we're looking at, I. Yeah, those have sweeping action. They are a little different because they do have vertical as well as a ton of horizontal. The first one is not a, it's just a slider. That's right. like your standard coal slider. It's yeah. not, a, and they even say it like the numbers are way less. So anyway, all right, go Yanks. And sorry that your team stinks and the Yankees are better. Idols. Yanks have won the World Series. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. And thanks for subscribing. Grace. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, Check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com Yanks.